Hey everyone, today's episode is covering the coronavirus and its potential impact on the music industry. Now, this comes just a day after news broke that not only South by Southwest, but the other festival, Coachella, which is one of the biggest festivals of the year, has been postponed due to the coronavirus. So Spike Lou, someone who came on my podcast last year when we talked about hip-hop real estate and just the, the idea of releasing music around festivals, around other artists, all of that, I bring him back to kind of get into this side of the discussion and how an epidemic, which has now been nationally, or which it has been declared, how that impacts the music industry. Will this affect just the big festivals? Will it trickle down all the way to the smaller venues? Will this make artists change the release date of their music? All of this and much, much more. It's a very spur-of-the-moment podcast. Um, I just When I saw the headline break, I reached out to Spike and I said, we got to do this podcast. So that's really what this is. Um, just a quick little podcast on our thoughts on, on how the coronavirus is going to affect music and how it has already affected the music industry. But before that, please be sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Real Chris Platty. I got a lot of news coming. Uh, this coming Sunday, March 15th, I will be releasing a very, very special podcast um, that I'm not announcing yet publicly, but I will be announcing shortly. So stay tuned for that. It is a very big podcast. It's going to be something that I'm very, very excited about. I've spent months, more than more than a year working on truthfully. So the time that it the time now that it's here, it feels really good. It feels really great. I'm excited for it. So without further ado, though, let's get into today's episode. This is Spike Lou of the On Deck TV podcast joining me to talk about the coronavirus in the music industry. Hello everyone, welcome back to Strictly Hip Hop. As always, I'm your host Chris Platty and returning to the podcast for an emergency slash not really emergency, just spur of the moment podcast is Spike Lou of On Deck TV. Spike Lou, how are you doing? I am doing good, brother. What about yourself, man? Doing good, doing good. Um, you know, just really... this coronavirus, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, Jesse, I, I was at the Pistons game, so I was safe from it. Yeah, nobody was there. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, actually, just you and the Pistons. <laughs> actually, I I should have I thought about that as I posted it to my story. The the picture, mm-hmm. um, is that the person I was with was like was like wow, it really actually picked up. Like by tip off time, it was a good crowd. Like it was more it was more than what a normal Piston game actually ended up being. So it was kind of mm-hmm. it was kind of weird that it happened like that, but um. Still, a joke is a joke, and I went with it. But <laughs> Pistons and more Pistons fans came out to get it. They actually were trying to be put out of their misery. Okay? 
<laughs> that could very well be true. That could very like, well we'll be all true. go catch Corona. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe sorry. hoping they could spread it to the team and just get mm-hmm. the season over with. Just wipe the whole everybody off the books. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get out of those contracts. Um, all right, so we're here because today there was an announcement. This is on Tuesday. Tuesday night, we're recording this. Earlier this morning, there was an announcement. That Coachella has been postponed. Coachella, the music festival, has been postponed till sometime in October, either the first or second week, due to the coronavirus. And South by Southwest also has been just straight up canceled. So it's been reported now that performers and lineups could change. And people that are health experts are saying that the virus is in the beginning stages. So, Spike, we're just going to kind of shoot a lot of questions here but i want to kick it off and this may not be the first uh the first question we should ask but the reason i actually brought you specifically in for this is i think it kind of ties into the podcast we did last summer almost a year ago in may we did a Mm -hmm. podcast talking about real estate and hip-hop and i'm curious if this is going to change the kind the the movement and the the real estate because We've seen acts like Big Sean and Kendrick who are kind of planning their releases around festivals. We don't know when they're coming, but we know that they were they were going to drop sometime shortly before their their festivals that they signed up to do. So I'm wondering if acts if acts and these are big acts like Big Sean and Kendrick, these are big acts. Will they will they kind of change their their release schedule like? Is, is is this something that's possible or is it or is it just now going to be um they're they're releasing and then they can tour off their music later when the festivals are are ready that is a great question and, I, and that was a fascinating conversation in my opinion that we had about the real estate um i i, I think that kendrick sean guys like that it's been so long since they have put their imprint on the game and their imprint on hip-hop that they can't afford, even with the festivals not happening, to go silent. Mm-hmm. So I think the albums will still come out because, like we were talking about with the real estate, they still need that. But now they have a focus more on the creative content aspect of it. In my opinion, I think this is where it goes. Just based off how long that we're out of commission and they, they, they go against these large groups of people and, and things like that, you have to start wondering how can you conjure up a gathering on IG Live and YouTube Live and do the streaming things. Maybe you stream your album live. Maybe you, maybe these festivals stream some of their shows. But I think that the attention is going to have to shift to content creation and being able to utilize the platforms of Instagram, utilize Snapchat, utilizing TikTok to promote the albums. Now, we may not think that, hey, this is Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar can use TikTok or Kendrick Lamar, or excuse me, or Big Sean could utilize Snapchat for their albums. But I think that's where the big money is going to be made behind these marketing campaigns for these artists during this time. This is going to affect the economy. This is not only going to affect the big shows, but the smaller shows and smaller clubs and smaller artists trickle down effect throughout hip hop. So people are going to have to use this time to to solidify their real estate via online sources. 
be a, even more so than we've seen before with the camera in your face and the Instagram. Now you're going to actually have to be good at it. And it's going to have a purpose other than you getting on there to, I, I guess, you know, people do it in different ways. Some interact with their fans, some promo music, but it's going to have to be creative now to get attention from places and people that usually wouldn't pay attention to you on that format, on Instagram, on Snapchat, on TikTok. You're going to have to bring those fans that would be at festivals to that platform because that's all you're going to have if this thing breaks out like let's say it is in Italy where no one can go outside you know so what do you think what are your thoughts on the real estate part I love I love your where you took it with the content creation and that angle I think that it's mm -hmm. fascinating because that's kind of another point that I had is that you and I Spike know but maybe not all of the listeners know that touring festivals all that that is where not only do they get do artists get their most attention but that's where they get most of their revenue especially mm -hmm. independent artists so you're absolutely right about there being a shift um in the content creation and how they and how they distribute i think the acts like big sean and kendrick will probably be able to because they've been a long, uh, away so long and because they've uh they're so established that they'll be able to just kind of tour whenever whenever they can and they'll be able to kind of ride it because people are waiting for a big sean tour they're waiting for a kendrick tour they're waiting for a uh, um you know a, a performance from them so I think that I think that those kind of artists are fine, but I think the smaller artists, you're right, they're gonna have to. The artists that were like like into Baby two years ago, like this would have been huge for the Baby two years ago if if he was as he was bubbling, if he signed up for one of the Coachella performances in, in like the middle in like the middle shift of it, you know, whatever, like kind of like not the biggest, but just that's a huge look for him, if 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 it were to happen now then he would that would be a huge missed opportunity that he would have to somehow find a way to get that extra attention money all of that so i think that that's where we're going to see the impact and that's where we're going to see a lot of the um content creation i think like you said the 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 especially the the big dogs i think that it doesn't really change where where or when they release if it does maybe it does maybe it gives sean like an extra month to kind of tweak with his album or Kendrick an extra month to tweak with it um, before they release it. But I don't think that they're, I don't think that they're fine. And I also like that you, that you talked about the smaller mid-sized festivals, because I think that that's a, that's a big question that I have too, is like electric forest and Mopop. These are Michigan festivals that are pretty, are, are pretty decently sized. Um, but at the end of the day, they're not, they're not as big as Coachella. They're not as big as South by Southwest. So at the end, so at the end of the day, is this going to be something that affects them? Because NBA is already sending out memos talking about, hey, be ready to perform in front of nobody because of the coronavirus. <laughs> so I, it's just it's weird that we're here. Um, you know, it, it's funny because this whole coronavirus thing, as I'm as I'm thinking about it. When it first when it first kind of took national stage, I wasn't thinking about the festivals. I wasn't thinking about you know basketball games. None of these big venues being per, uh, being canceled. But now we're here, and now I think it's going to have a uh, a huge effect on the economy. It is. I believe it will have a huge effect. But again, being an optimist and speaking from our side of it as content creators, I think that there's 
a bevy of opportunities here. So we can play hypothetical here and go to Dreamville Fest as April 4th, 2020, mm -hmm. right? If I were title streamed it live last year, if I were HBO, if I were Apple Music, if I were Tidal again this year, if I'm Spotify, I'm on the phone with J. Cole right now, and I'm trying to figure out how can I send a, a camera team in there to make this Dreamville Fest stream TV ready? Like, let's turn this from, a, if it's going to be a festival, fine. If people can come, great. We'll still do that. But let's capitalize off the Dreamville sessions. Let's capitalize of J. Cole's already forward thinking with creating things like this and let's show people and hip hop content creators how we can adjust during this period when gatherings aren't necessarily recommended. You turn Dreamville Fest from a big festival to an intimate 1,000 person gathering, I think that's the max that you can do. Then you turn that into HBO Presents, like the documentary style that he had for 2014 Forest Hills Drive. Now you got a brand new way of rolling stuff out, in my opinion, because you can go on down the line and Coachella Cat maybe see, they see this and they work with Jay and they're like, hey, how can we do something like Dreamville did with their festival? And then you get Rock, then you get Rolling Loud, and you get Summer Jam, and you get Broccoli Fest, and these other big festivals to figure out how can we turn this big live experience into an intimate content creation where people will get at home or streaming it can, can get this, not the same feel, but a different feel. Now mm -hmm. in the future, in the future, if I don't want to go to, uh, if I can't make it to Coachella and I can't make it to Rolling Loud, and I'm not just talking about a stream of the stage, I'm talking about like make it real content, like a TV show. Yeah. This is an idea or an opportunity for one of these people with a big bankroll, and I'm giving away my IP here, one of these, like if Jay-Z were to come in and say, you know what, I want to turn this into this, it would be amazing to see, in my opinion, because we've never had that. You remember, or <clears throat> it's a generation removed from you, but you remember Backstage? No, or, not really. Uh, You've never seen the movie? No. you seen Black Album? I've seen Black Album, yes. So film, films like that were really good because they were, in my opinion, for hip-hop heads, you get to see like the the process, like Jay made mm -hmm. dirt off your shoulders. You see him like thinking of it, but think about being able to see as artists before they go on stage, the mindset they get into, how they prep for that, and a, a, a content creator being able to capture that, have live streams of that mm -hmm. as well, but do B side stuff building up to it. I feel like that would be amazing. And it's an opportunity for somebody to jump on Dreamville, hopefully. Yeah. And I think there's there's an interesting thing that happened. Um, I seen it on PBS with Kendrick Lamar on To Pimp a Butterfly. So he like went on, I don't know if you remember, but Kendrick went on a very small, intimate tour. It was like four mm -hmm. cities, and it was very low-key venues. Um, and one of the ones was somewhere in Texas, I believe, Austin. And it was filmed and actually put on PBS, which was kind of a weird platform. So, like, obviously, like, the swearing was edited out and all that in the right. performances. But it was, it was like, here's a one-night performance of Kendrick Lamar to Pimp a Butterfly tour. And that's something that, like you said, you know, even if they just do it a product, even if they just make it a production where it has multiple camera angles, this, this, and that, mm -hmm. it's not just, like, a regular dead camera let me put a camera on a tripod live stream 
Right. Um, you know, so, so just with, with creativity to it, I think the, the opportunity is there. Yeah, I'll direct absolutely. it for him. Me and you can take care of it, Chris. If <laughs> Title wants to give us a call, we'll take creative control of it and get it done. Yeah, we'll we'll do it. We'll do it. We'll help out Jay Z. One hundred percent. But um, you know, I wanna I wanna trickle I wanna get back to the trickle down effect real quick okay. because um this is something that's kind of popped in my head as well. So we talked about, you know, festivals, right? And we kinda of talked about I brought up briefly basketball games. Um, do how how far do you think this is going to trickle down? Like Obviously, the people who are performing in front of 40 people aren't really going to change their mentality, I don't think. But, you know, is it going to be the the is it going to be trickled all the way down to the venues that are decently sized with about, you know, a couple thousand people, 800 people like those kind of mid tier acts like um, like, I don't know, somebody like it, like in Absol who performs in, you know, a couple thousand uh, seat venues not nothing like super crazy. So is it going to trickle all the way down to, to those being canceled? Or is there like, what's kind of the, what do you think is kind of the threshold, the, the stopping point of where, uh, where, where these, these companies and these festivals and these, um, and these arenas are all like drawing the line at, this is where we feel the risk, it, where, where it becomes a risk. That's a good point. I think, those mid companies would be more successful, successful to um, canceling because they, from a liability standpoint, let's say they do it anyway, disregard everything that they've seen in the news about gatherings. They don't have the capital to pay out. I feel like suits or settle out of court for people that would come after them if something happened due to them still ignoring everything and having gatherings. So to answer your question, those will be the most impacted. If I'm rolling loud on mm-hmm. Coachella, I feel like I can adjust my budget. I can do some things. I can push it back, something of that nature. If I'm okay. someone that's booking uh, Freddie Gibbs, if I'm someone that's booking an Ab Soul, a Schoolboy Q right now, or Griselda, uh, I got dates that are booked later on in this venue, hopefully, and I can't just move these people around. So these are lost nights for me. And I can't just go on with the show either because, like I said, I don't want to be liable for people catching corona and coming back and suing me because they couldn't have kids 10 years from now or whatever we find out is going to happen right. from, this, from this virus. So I think you have an easier, even larger impact on the mid-level artists, the mid-level guys who we could get to a conversation about. Meg has had her situation, mm-hmm. Juicy J recently, and how money is at this point in time that we're talking in abundance in hip hop. There's a lot of money there, but all it will take is a sustained amount of coronavirus reaction. And that's going to dry up because that money that people are talking about comes from merch, which comes from gatherings, which comes from shows. And if all of these things kind of line up and stop happening for an extended period of time, you get that middle-class artist who was used to, I can go out and I can make 30, 40,000 bucks each night in the weekend. And I'm cool making a smaller percentage on my album because I'm able to go out and tour. But now if I'm not able to do that, I'm like Meg and I want to have a renegotiation with my contract because I can't 
sell my music in the clubs anymore and do shows or I can't book the thousands person venues. So that's going to affect me long term and short term on the money that I'm making the cash on hand as a business. If I'm an artist, like I say, like a, a schoolboy Q or Freddie Gibbs, people that are going around doing shows now. Hmm. That's that's really interesting. And that's I think I didn't know the answer going into it, but I didn't know the answer. I kind of had an idea, but you totally swung me in, in a direction with that. Because that's why you brought me on, Chris. Exactly why I brought you on, Spike. It's why I always bring you on for that for that perspective, that wisdom. But, I appreciate it. But it, it swung you, you say? Yeah, I, mean I think you off. I, I I was thinking I was thinking that these um that these kind of venues and these acts would still be. I was thinking that they would go through that only because these are. The, I see these as more desperate than the Coachellas, than the um, than the South by Southwest. And I mean desperate, I don't mean it in a negative way, but when you look at the artist and the venue, like these are smaller venues that rely heavily on their performances. And then these are artists that rely heavily on touring because they're smaller acts. More you know dependent. what I'm saying? Not, not desperate, dependent. Yeah, dependent, yeah, yes. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. And so... I think, so I do think that, uh, I, or I did think I should say that, that that would be, that that would be a reason for them to kind of push through it. But you're absolutely right when you talk about the liability and just all of the potential damage versus, versus these festivals. Like Co if Coachella misses this year, Coachella is coming back next year and we all know it's Coachella. And if the coronavirus isn't, isn't a thing anymore, then everyone's buying their tickets. You know, it's like Coachella stock doesn't drop, really right. drop. Coachella's you know? Coachella. The name yeah. is there. Yeah. Versus these other these other smaller venues who are just kind of booking, you know, little little tours here and there or shows or whatever. And you know, those are those are things that you almost can't make up. And I and I like that you brought up the point about these about these middle artists um, and how it could change how it could change them musically because you're right we we both said that there's a huge dependence on touring on merch sales on all of that especially for uh especially for the middle and smaller you know the middle lower class of music so with that with that being said you know that could definitely if they're not able to tour that that could that could hurt their funding for their next project you yeah. know they could and all of a sudden you go from being able to get just blaze on one beat to you know not to not being able to to get him not being able to clear him or being able to get one Kendrick feature or one you know Snoop Dogg feature or whatever and now you can't get that so i yeah, i think you're absolutely i think you're absolutely right there that that the, the that the effect is we could see we could see this year we could see you know the end of the year numbers say that yeah there was a big drop off and there was a big drop off in terms of in terms of financial this year but we could actually see this double back to next year and how in the next couple years because sometimes artists don't release every year sometimes they release every 2 or 3 years and a lot of their funding for their next project comes based off of their current project and how they perform 
So true. That's 100% true. Let me ask you a question because we got here, we got two of the festivals in the artistry quickly. Where are you with it? Like, if, if let's say these festivals go on in America mm-hmm. as we do as Americans, we're like, hey, I mean, you guys go out, you're going to get sick. We can't stop you from going out, though. So if the mm-hmm. shows go on as usual. It's up to you as a people. And someone, they're like, hey, man, you got, I, you can have my court side seat to the Pistons for the rest of the year. And I'm in. I, I got the Coachella tickets for you. Are you still going? You're like, fuck it. Um, you know, I'm actually not uh, surprisingly a lot of people. A lot of people are surprised by this because of my love for music. But I, I love performances, but I don't really like being at performances. Um, I, I don't really like way. festivals. So me personally, like I would I, I'm not somebody to go to Coachella like I think one year I'll go but you know it's not something that I'm yeah, we gotta make it we year. gotta make it one year we gotta yeah go yeah. Out yeah exactly exactly once you know once the once these uh once these checks start coming in for these podcasts you know then exactly we'll, then, we'll, then we'll go there we'll, we'll even perform at Coachella if <laughs> the bag is right if they can Coachella is hey if Coachella hey, smart they're gonna start they're gonna start doing or some of these festivals they they should start incorporating podcasts but that's a side note I think the, uh, the Roots Festival did last year with Joe and it's the read, it's the real, excuse me, and a couple of other mm. podcasts. Uh, so I think the Roots Festival started it, but you're right. I think that is the next step. It's yeah. a Spotify festival coming soon. You heard it here. And I think they will heavily incorporate podcasts if they're smart. The yeah. Spotify festival with podcasts. They absolutely should, especially with Netflix doing this whole stand-up performance thing. Oh, I cannot wait. I meant to ask you about that. I know you're a big stand-up fan, and we're getting off on a tangent here. Yeah. You can cut it if need be. But are you, no, are you excited about that? I'm I, super excited. Are you going? I no, I'm going. not going. Um, I'm not, not going. Are you trying but... to make it to, like, one night or anything? No, um... I, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to go to it. Even though I love comedy, like I went to Comedy Cellar in New York and it was a blast. Like Comedy really? Live is really good. I don't know yeah, if you've ever is. been to I any. I love I love live comedy shows. Yeah, it, it's it's incredible, and you know I'm I'm not going to it, but I'm going to be heavily tuned in to follow it and all of that stuff because I'm super I'm super geeked. Um, you know the lineup sounds amazing, and it sounds like there's even there's even more names coming, and I think it's an innovative idea. So. I like I like it a lot, but back to back to what we're talking about here with music, and you know when it comes to when it when it comes to just figuring out if I'm if I'm going like yeah I'll still go to I'll still go to um, a, a a piston game or two if 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 the decision is on me the consumer, and, and I'm somebody who wants to go to a Coachella I think. The, the type of person I am, I think I would go, but, um, but I don't think, but I, but I do think that, that, um, there, there would be a lot of people that, that wouldn't go and that would stay, would stay away from this. Like, I, I do think there is a real thing, like, you know, the Pistons game, we joked about the coronavirus there, but, you know, there's probably couple people you know maybe not a lot because this is i'm not gonna front and act like the pisses sell out games but (laughs) um you know there's probably a couple people that are that are thinking that way you know so i could see like i could see there's always going to be that percentage of people that are interested and i do think that they are the minority um if that's kind of the question you're getting at but i do think i do think that especially as you get to the larger scales the coachellas the you know the big events the super bowls like all that stuff 
you know, like that, that's where we could see, we could see big, big impact. Yeah, I agree with you. I, 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 I wonder how long that this will affect stuff mm-hmm. because the that's longer, thing. Cause we take for granted that I think in the society today uh, with the social media and all the stuff that we have uh, just going out and being amongst people. And now that <laughs> with the coronavirus is about to be removed, the ability to just go out and be amongst people and how effective that is in different businesses and different aspects and how affect, how it affects the economy. We're going to be hit in the face with it if this continues to you know move at the pace that it is about how we take for granted just going out, being amongst people, doing things in large groups. Once you remove that, we may come to a time after this happens where people finally realize, you know, hey, maybe I should put the phone down this Saturday. You know, yeah. maybe I should go do this outside because there was a point in time when the virus took us heavy that I couldn't do this and I missed it. So I wonder if this is going to string that up as well. What do you think? I, I'm, I'm really stuck on um, the first part of it, and, mm-hmm. and that's the, the idea of just how long it will go. Right. right. Um, I'm, I'm stuck on I'm stuck on that because that's to me the curious thing as we've been talking. We've kind of if, if you notice, we've been talking as if next year it, we're assuming that next year it's not a right. Thing. This isn't permanent or something. Yeah, that this one isn't permanent and two, you know, isn't um, isn't something that's going to just linger for. A, a while like as if as if when the calendar turns to 2021 or maybe even before that that coronavirus is just going to be like swine flu you know right and exactly. i don't remember offhand how long swine flu really uh re- like how long that the peak of it was you know so I, i'm not really i'm not really sure like i'm i'm kind of stuck on that like is this gonna affect like a lot of the is this going to affect in the summer is it going to be is it going to be um is it going to go to the winter is it going to go to next year uh i the people the people that i've been reading that the health experts are saying that it is in the beginning stages which right. is which is interesting um because you know it makes sense because it's kind of just starting to touch the united states but um, but still, coronavirus is being called in the beginning stages, and I think that that means that this is something that can have a, a large effect for a large time. And I and I just wonder, I just wonder going back to music, just how it's going to, if anybody is really going to kind of change their their schedules. You know, like what's going to happen with Coachella come September if if coronavirus is still a thing and they have their performance set in, in October are they going to cancel it are they going to you know are they going to try to move it again like what are they going to try to do if I'm Coachella I think the best bet for me is to try to move it I cannot lose the whole session mm-hmm. you got to regroup I think and, and, and rethink it for the season that you're able to put it in I would continue but then the the problem comes to as the headliners and people's schedules and how they look when you are able to do it if it's not a long process because in beyond who who headlines this year? Uh, Travis Scott. Um, hold on, I have it somewhere. I have it somewhere here. It's like Travis Scott. Uh, I'm blanking on a couple of the other names, but I'm pulling it up right now. So 
it, it, to my point of what I was saying, though, it's going to take a lot to probably get, you know, it's a lot of not hip hop people that I don't know. Travis Scott, 21 yeah. Savage. Um, yeah. So imagine trying to rebook those people later in the year and them. Yeah. City girls supposed to be there, so I, I assume that would be very difficult. But I would one million percent mm-hmm. try. I couldn't just let my year go to waste if I'm a festival. Like I gotta try to put it back up with this, the biggest names that I could get. Yeah. But do you and, think that will? Do you think that will affect their brand? Um, what what would affect their brand if they if they if they uh, move it and they do it with not? I guess the headliners, Travis Scott, Black Midi, Brockhampton, Calvin Harris. I think no i think you're able to i think you're able to sell this publicly like from a pr perspective as a one-off hey look this was something that was because coronavirus isn't in their control like coachella can't control it um so i i don't see i see them being able to pr and say you know hey sorry because some acts might change this this, isn't that they've already stated that they've already stated that acts can change and uh performance uh performance set times and everything everything can now change everything's subject to change even though they're moving it doesn't necessarily mean everybody's coming with them so i think so i think that they can chalk it up to you know this is something that was out of our control this was not an element that we were expecting to deal with and you know as long as as long as it, it is all taken care of within the span of a year and we get to this point next year and nobody's talking about coronavirus, then, you know, then I think that Coachella is okay. You know, I, that's just how I see it. I don't think that it hurts their, their brand or their image if they try to reschedule, even if they try to reschedule and now they can't get Travis and they get a bunch of mid tiers. You know, I think I think yeah, there will be people that are pissed, like because those tickets are expensive. But I don't think that from a public perspective, I think they're they're gonna be able to sell it as like, look, we had to deal with this coronavirus thing. Facts, and I agree with you. Like, yeah, I, I can't wait to see the first company that comes out with the plan on what they're going to do, and as you spoke of with the PR, how they will handle it and the effectiveness of it. Like, are people going to be, are people going to believe the the blurbs that are released and say, hey, it's safe, it's okay, you can come to my restaurant and eat, yeah. or you can come to my festival? That's going to be an interesting thing as well, the reaction that people and, are going to have to it. And the reaction from the festivals that are going to say, we're, we're pushing forward, because I don't yeah, they, think every festival is going to cancel. Yeah, because like, the, the first one scheduled is Dreamville, and we haven't heard anything, as usual, from J. Cole. Yeah, <laughs> so, that makes sense. Right, it makes a lot of sense we haven't heard anything, but that's right around the corner. And, mm-hmm. you know, Coachella Bend is the big one after that. And you got Broccoli Fest and a couple of more coming up in May. But the, the most the, the right there on Front Street is Dreamville. That's why I mentioned them. I'd be very, like I say, interested to see the reaction from them because – you, you want to talk about the, the PR team that could handle it and, and could turn this into a great situation is Dreamville. And we've seen that Absolutely. with the uh, Re- Revenge of the Dreamers, uh, all of the J. Cole projects as of late. Like They have people over here that could turn this around and make it good, quotation, air quotes, <laughs> for yeah. them. So. Yeah, you know, like uh, like an idea that I have is like, would be brilliant for somebody like Dreamville, especially somebody who built up quite a stash with their with their sessions. 
say, look, we're going to we're going to we're going to make a production. It's going to be in front of a small, con- like kind of controlled crowd, um, a, a very small crowd, but it's going to be but there's going to be content created from it through like there's going to be visual content where we're going to shoot cameras from multiple angles, this, this and that. And we're going to do we're going to do a little session with us Dreamville artists only just performing mm. some of our unreleased material or performing some of our or just performing regular material but make it like an intimate setting something like that dreamville would absolutely would absolutely destroy and uh i agree cole has a great. squad for that he has a squad for that yeah so well spike i think this has been an interesting conversation and i think yes. that there's a lot to evaluate moving forward hopefully uh, we don't get like world war z and we can resume this one once yeah. we find out more information exactly exactly so i'm i'm really looking forward to this because i think this will be an interesting case study and i love i love doing case studies Mm. and i think that you are the perfect guy to have on this because of the the whole real estate idea um even though you and i both think that the real estate doesn't necessarily totally change right because of this it it just it, it it gets altered a little bit but i don't think that artists are holding their albums if yeah i agree um, i don't think anyone and waiting for festivals yeah i don't in conclusion i don't think anyone will wait no but this could open up you know you know who this could work out for very well is drake drake didn't Mm. sign up for any festivals i actually didn't and obo fest is late right Mm -hmm. and drake is like we we know that Drake is kind of gearing up for a summer thing. That's like what he wants. So are you and saying so, that Drake leaked the coronavirus? Is that the I'm one hundred percent saying that. He called he called Drake's, Mans. Drake's he called Mans. <laughs> he told Baca, listen. He got mom's give on me, the phone. What bottle you got some of that corona, bring it, it bring it here. <laughs> I agree with you one hundred percent. Six but, guys strikes a dude. <laughs> All right, Spike, thank you for coming on the podcast. Why don't you plug and promote all the wonderful work you do at On Deck and other uh, and other networks that you that you uh, do work for? Yes, sir. As always, man, I appreciate you having me uh, on Deck TV podcast every Wednesday. Go check that out on YouTube and all your favorite podcast platforms. Follow me on your social media sites. I am Spike Lou. Just like it sounds on Instagram and in the tweet streets. I look forward to uh, chopping up with you guys out there in the social media stratosphere. Again, Chris, appreciate you having me, brother. I love what you do. Anytime you need me, I'm here. All right, man. You know I'm definitely going to take you up on that, and this won't be the last time we're potting unless one of us gets the corona. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Keep your fingers crossed and wash your hands. By the way, by the way, I do got to say, did you did you read that article uh, or that headline that came out that said that Corona, the beer brand, was offering $15 million for the CDC to change it to Bud Light virus? That is great. <laughs> That's hilarious. Joke before you go. What's the yeah. perfect disease to go with the coronavirus? I don't know. Limes. Lyme's mm. disease, coronavirus. You know, I immediately thought of Lyme's, but then I was like, I, I thought of the the word Lyme, you know, like yeah. you get corona you with the Lyme, Lyme, and then I was like. Lyme's that's, disease, that's it. Yeah, there you go. There you go, that All joke right, went man. over my head. But thank you. I think we potted too long, my that brother. That was my dad joke for the day. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I like it. I like All right, it. man. We're out. I appreciate it, brother. All right, man. Take care. I'll see you soon. All right. See you soon.